On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Yes, two episodes in a row of the same cast of the regular old second shot. I don't Jimmy, believe Zach, We did it. <laughs> the band is back together. We are yeah. on time. We are here. It's true. So here's what's funny, too. The, here's a, one of the most recent little Brighton World things that I know probably nobody cares about, but I, I, but I like telling it. Is <laughs> I care. Brighton's new thing is, like, if 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 you, like, um, are showing almost any skin that's not a full covered up oh shirt, gosh. Brighton's like, oh, daddy naked. Mommy naked. You're naked. <laughs> okay. Jenny, tell and a story about you at the airport. It was so great. So Brighton and I are traveling together, and if you've ever flown alone with a two-year-old, you know what my life situation was like. I had snacks, you know, falling out of it's every tough. pocket and everything. <laughs> I had, every, you know, different new toys tucked away in mm-hmm. my pockets, you know, hoping to surprise her and entertain her. I had stickers stuck everywhere to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had... Uh, just gotten something to eat and sat down and Brighton. It was almost like the whole airport went silent right before this happened. There was a girl in a um, a tube top and pants. You know, she's just walking around, cute, cute outfit. Oh, her naked, <laughs> mama, 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 mama. Her naked. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, Are you seeing this? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yes, I see it. That is not naked. She could have covered up a little more for public, yeah. but that's not, we're not here to judge. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Her oh, naked. Her naked. We also need to work on the she and her thing, but you know, yeah. at two. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, what we're dealing with. You know. Tense. She yeah. doesn't have much of a chance with her dad. Well, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just very yeah. You know, but but kids do. They just say they just say whatever they think. Did anybody react to that? Or they? Yeah, there were a couple of women um, who were sitting. Luckily, some of the other moms and dads were occupied with their own, you know, two year olds and kids yeah. and stuff like that. And the girl didn't hear it because she had headphones on. Okay. So she was walking through like she was kind of the, the airport was her runway a little bit. Yeah. Um, she knew what she was about. Yeah, she yeah. was looking good. Mama her and naked. Mama her naked. And a couple other ladies who were sitting and reading books kind of like looked at me and chuckled. And they're like, what are you going to do? I was yeah. like, well, yeah. nothing. <laughs> Find a different seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, our first rev- our first headline uh, this week, man writes fake review of an axe throwing facility. The owner's response is savage. So this is involving Yelp reviews. I think we're all familiar. The uh, review, the business review service, you can get on and leave a number of one to five stars and a short review of your experience at the place. Uh, It's controversial. I think we've talked about Yelp on this show before, but this particular experience is charming. So a man named George gets on uh, Yelp and to review a local axe throwing facility. Uh, Should I say what it is? Does it matter? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Blade and Timber out in Kansas. These Uh, things are everywhere, by the way. Yeah, Yeah, they are. (laughs) (laughs) We we just went to one. Well, our rough creek lodge, we threw some axes. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Hold on a second. (laughs) (laughs) I saw some good work going on there with the axes. He was really good. Really? Like, he was very manly. 
family. Nice. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> in that it. moment. Yeah. In that moment. It all, in most moments. Well, but I was true. impressed by his axe throwing skills. Uh, he, can, he can protect the house with a thrown axe. That's <laughs> yes. right. George in Kansas says his experience at Blade and Timber was terrible. He said an em- employee named Jordan treated my party terribly. He was monitoring and staring at us th- throughout our whole time slot. Wouldn't give us a preferred experience. He went on to say a few more things that I won't say on this podcast because they're not particularly... Well, and he claimed he claimed that the guy was a racist to him. Yeah. Right? So yeah, that's and that, and that's interesting because it's part of the story. That is part of the story. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so our owner, uh, a man named Matt, uh, sees this yeah. on Yelp. Hops on. That's right. Hops <laughs> on Facebook uh, to, to to say his piece. He says, George I'm, George, I'm so glad you had the audacity to write this review. I don't often get to step in and respond to reviews largely because my staff is so dang incredible. But you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And then Matt, the owner of Blade and Timber, goes on to explain essentially how Jordan and he perceived this man's visit. He remembered it. And he said, no, 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 here's what he was watching you because you were trying to underserve kids that were with you and you were trying this way kid, about so Yeah, like you, stuff. you oh, were just oh. a really, really not a good person when you were at our place. So we were watching you because we wanted to make sure you were legit and you weren't. And now you're leaving a review that's not that awesome. Then you tried to paint my employee in a bad way. And, and it was just... It was just a moment when he said, this is this is what's going on here. He also, George, went on to leave, or, or Matt, our owner, went on to leave a part of his review of his review in Spanish and mentioned that if you wanted to, as a tribute to fake George, the person who left the review, he said, I'll give a 15% discount to anyone who booked a reservation and entered the code, and I'm going to butcher this, George es un mentiroso, which translates to George is a liar, before signing <laughs> off with a simple thank you. Uh, savage review, quite the burn. Any hot takes on this? Man, it, you know, the the owner, um, I, I would encourage y'all to, and maybe we'll put a link in the show notes, at, at this little headline or something, mm-hmm. and go, go look it up. Because um, the person who left the review left, you could tell it was a, a very emotional and, you know, how horrible and everything. The owner came back with, like, if, when I read that, I believe what the owner said. The owner had facts. It was like, fact, 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 fact. Like, well... A ma- in, in a matter, you know, I don't know if that was fact, mm-hmm. right, but it came across as a very matter of fact versus an emotional type of deal. And, and um, you know, the, you, you see these things will happen all the time, how people really exaggerate um, a lot of things. And when, when you're exaggerating something and, and really out there being fake and then somebody can call you out with facts of things, how quickly things can go in the opposite direction for you. Oh, an emotional response versus just a fact-based, here is exactly what happened. Well, and people just attacking people these days and, and not expecting any recourse as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like he expected to leave that review and be able to do that even though um, forgot about all the things he was, he was doing, right? And, and, and like in today's world, sometimes we feel like we can freely attack people online and, and whatever. And then this owner, you know, caught his eye to respond and made that guy look really stupid. Sure. Well, it's interesting you say that because there's a certain line of thinking, I think, when it comes to online negativity and people sort of um, put out there that, you know, what's what's the quote? If a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it, you know, did it really fall? And so people kind of say, well, don't give don't give any um, attention to those haters and those kind of people. If you don't say anything, it'll just go away. And I, I, I kind of disagree with that. And this is proving my point a little bit in that because you do have to stand up for yourself and explain when someone is hating on you. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in an online situation because people are going to be looking for the back and forth. Yeah. So 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 we you know, we do kind of have to stay on top of our 
our reputation when it comes to that sort of thing. So I'm not somebody who, if somebody says something that's just like about my looks or something like that, that it's like, I'm not going to please them, then that's not something that I would necessarily respond to. But something like this, an experience-based situation or attacking, it sounds like um, character and integrity and, and you know, got, making some pretty harsh accusations. Um, I think we do need to defend ourselves. Yeah, and 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 he's he's mentioned this when we were talking about this before the show. There's an issue of credibility, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our friend George here, who's leaving this review, had uh, zero reviews on Yelp before this one. Yeah, nothing. He had no profile, no image. Like it's somebody who specifically got on to to huck a rock at this guy's window. That's what this was, and and like that matters. And some people will see this and just move on, and and the Yelp algorithm will take his zero star review and cycle into their stuff. But like ultimately, it's. I don't know. It's important to do your research, well, I guess. Know where you know who yeah, you're talking yeah. to when, and when why think, you're talking. Yeah, to them. when I think about, it, I think about that credibility stuff too. That you look at. That a lot of times we'll see stuff, and uh, you share these stories, or you get this in your head, and you don't do your own research of yeah. finding things out. You know, it's like if you see certain reviews, it's um, dig into them a little bit more. You know, to see what what's credible. You know what I noticed the other day that I thought was really pretty um, interesting is on Facebook now when you see certain stories like it tells you um, it, it comes up and says something about that website um, if that's right. if it's like a perceived to be a legit um, um, journalist type thing or not it and that's w- yeah I love that I think that's a really good idea because I think um, I, I, I sometimes will give a, our consumers way too much credit but they a lot of people will just take something at face value and run with it and then um, I, I love how this one didn't go that way, how people didn't start piling on just assuming this guy was racist and all these things when, um, you know, because his explanations back to me was like, it, it, you could, I 100% see it. But I also, um, what I wanted, to, my real second shot was on his own conflict management, you know, the, you know, h- how to manage conflict and, and, and how important um, it is that in today's world and in any time and managing and leading and anything like that is managing conflict. And I wanted to give a couple of tips. Uh, one little tip that I always got is that um, if you're managing conflict in any way or, or I mean, you're managing people you're around whatever. Um, if anybody ever comes to you and said, hey, I need to tell you something, but you can't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. This gets you in a lot of tricky situations, right? Especially if you're someone leading people and, 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 and somebody comes and tells you that. Because then if you say, okay, they tell you, but then you can't really do anything about it because they don't want you to, you're in the middle of a conflict and it's hard to get out. So one thing that I always tell people when they come to me with that is I go, Zach, before you tell me that, understand that whatever you tell me impacts this organization in any way, shape, or form, I will have to act on it. Mm-hmm. That literally kills 70%, and I don't get that that time that they stop and they don't tell me because they know that I'm going to have to act on it if it can bother it. Because a lot of times it's, it's somebody's exaggeration story coming to you. And, then and they you, don't want it to be investigated. Absolutely. And right. then you start a conflict because you dig into it when it really ever wasn't. Okay. So then if the if that person goes through telling you that, then whatever that, that they tell you, it's actually got some merit to it because they're not scared about it being thrown out there. The other thing is that I say is that um, having, you know, having people make the actions themselves versus you doing it, right? If somebody comes to you with an, with an issue, it is, have you addressed that with, with Jenny, Zach? Have you actually told her that? Well, yeah, I've told her most time they haven't really. They'll say they have, but they haven't actually addressed it. Um, and I always will try to get them to go manage that and address it. And then if, if they can address, if they address it and it doesn't get fixed, then come to me. And then my next step is I always have them both in the same room. I never talk to people individually 
they have to come talk to me together face to face and a lot of times they won't do it some somebody won't do it because and they realize they, they look really internally and think i wrote yes. a fake review so mm. managing conflict goes from if you have to manage if you're managing 15 conflicts you'll go down to managing three that are actually really real if you kind of put those kind of barriers in place to managing conflict mm. that's great i yeah. love that also if you don't want to respond to the owner your own reviews um online operation reputation does that for you uh, well, we just had a great conversation operation with reputation. um operation reputation. with the creator of an organization called Oper- operation reputation and they basically manage your online reputation like find out okay was was this axe throwing person here do we need to respond to them on yelp what does our online life look like what's the image we're putting out there so that's just a total random aside that sort of related to that story that's really cool but i love the conflict management yeah <laughs> so take so i would sit there and take about it i'm i'm, I'm happy for this owner i loved how he responded because it was such a good matter of a fact and and i would take go back and when you're managing conflict in your life is is a is you know when people come to you to say i need to tell you something you can't tell anybody you got to let them know that if it affects you your family your business in any which way shape or form you have to act on it that way they don't even tell you if it's not real or and if they do then you're not stuck in a spot of knowing something that you need to act on kind of but you can't because you gave them your word it gets you out of that situation Next is, is if anybody comes to you with anything, don't go step in trying to fix it. You make them try to go address it. And then if they do address it and it doesn't get fixed and come to you, then you only always meet with the parties together. Never talk to people individually because things can get out of hand and they can't, you know, you're going to get told things that aren't absolutely true, etc. because it actually will minimize it where most of them will, somebody will drop it and not show up or not want to do it because they're not really in it. I think those couple tips could help you manage conflict in a really big way. We'll be back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. He makes up words, she translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot, coming up on RNCN. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code second shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN. You know, just a little more on that first part. One of the biggest things around managing conflict is actually managing the actual real conflicts and not all of the smokescreen, like, made-up ones. And that's where I think with those two little tips I gave, like, it narrows it down mm. to where if you're, you know, a lot of times you're, you're, you're managing conflict that actually is not real conflict. You never had to do it if you would have made them face it um, and, and things on their own. And people will grow by doing it because if... My, my theory is if somebody will not face somebody else with an issue that they have, it's 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 not an actual real issue because they're not willing to face it. Probably hmm. works with relationships, too. Yeah, I agree. Like, you're not really mad about the dish that they left out. Yeah. 
Exactly. Right? Same, so like yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. get a little deeper. Right. You're yeah, mad that it, they didn't want to do the dishes. Yeah. yeah so right. if you're if you're leading people or doing any of that, I think if you can, you know, how many times have y'all had those things? Where those people go, I need to tell you something. Don't tell anybody. And they tell it to you, and then you're stuck, like a rock in a hard place, right? Like because there's like they tell you something, you go, oh my god, I should really tell so and so, but then I gave them my word, right? Yeah. Man, just chopping that off at the knees right off the top and saying I'm gonna have to act on it, like, well, it gets you out of that so much yeah, yeah then you people then people don't people know that you're not the good in, going to be the willing participant in drama too yeah, exactly. so you're just you're, your name is never thrown around and that you're never in that mix yeah yeah and i think you're right one of the some of the best advice i've ever gotten from this show jenny Anchando, actually uh oh. when you said yeah when when you have a problem with somebody the first thing you ask them is like would you talk to him about it mm-hmm. and yeah. if you didn't it's because you either don't have a valid reason to talk to him or because you have some other thing holding you up and whatever that is is probably really the problem or just assume that they did and say what was their response when you said <laughs> XYZ. Savage. Yeah. It's not meant to be savage. It's true. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. But it's just, th- then they're like, oh. And talk to them. Well, they didn't say anything. Is that because you did not ask them and you asked me? Yeah. It, you really <laughs> didn't confront them. They'll say, oh, yeah, I've told them. That, no, you've done, you, you, you've made some comments and jokes or something, yeah. but you haven't actually addressed it. Right. And even if it doesn't go your way, they'll, they'll, they'll show you a couple of their cards. You'll yes. figure out where they're coming from and you'll have a little bit better of an idea of how to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Totally worth oh, it. Oh, show. Anyway, our second headline, because I don't want to underscore this one. This one's really good. A 13-year-old Texan mows lawns to raise money for school supplies. Uh, um, Estevan Aguilar, a 13-year-old boy out in Lubbock, is mowing lawns in Texas in the summer. And if you're not in Texas, you have no idea the (laughs) sentence that is. Uh, He's doing it for his brothers and sisters. For school supplies. Uh, he said uh, when he was interviewed, kids my age usually play for- Fortnite or play on their Xbox. I just want to get off my butt and do something productive. And then productive turned to this idea. He asked his dad for a lawnmower to make a little extra money. And while he made a little extra money for himself, he said he wanted to help buy shoes and backpacks and whatever else his brothers and sisters needed for school. Super cool. Um, <laughs> this is an article came out about him, which obviously got him a little bit more publicity. And if you happen to be out in Lubbock, real quick, and you want Estevan to come mow your lawn, you can reach his mom through facebook.com slash Evelina Moreno? Evelina.moreno.3. Um, I guess we'll link that in the show notes, maybe, if I can get him out to do that. But yeah, uh, it's really cool, and it's really neat, and it's really endearing and really sweet. What do you guys think about this? What's really cool about this, there's, I mean, I've mowed yards as a kid, mm-hmm. too, and it, but I love his why behind it, right? Like that why behind it of wanting to make sure his brothers and sisters have um, all those things. And obviously, um, this young man has been, you know, has got phenomenal parents. I mean, he's he, it's impossible not to when you're already at 13, you know, thinking mm-hmm. like that, right? Thinking of others. And, and, and when I go back, it's almost kind of an extension from the, the last um, headline of, of kind of that um, uh, managing and planning with things, right? Like, I think about it, uh, I have a, a friend of mine that, he told me a story about his son and it's like getting people to do things for themselves versus doing it for them right and as a parent i fall in the trap a lot like brighton be like they help they help, help and i help. and i want to help right like i want to be the one to Aww. help her but i also know that she needs like, to figure things out right? right like yeah like he obviously wanted some different shoes and stuff for everybody and it's like okay go go mow yards and get it yourself and, and sometimes you may feel like with employees, too, they'll come to you with something and, and you could do it for them or you give them, tell them to go look for blah, blah, blah and let them go hunt for it. They're going to learn. You learn so much more by doing things versus somebody doing it for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, a friend of mine was telling me a story about his son that um, which I think this was it was such a powerful lesson, I think, of, of parenting when um, his son 
did not get on the football field. Um, I think it was a football field, right? And and so he he was benched for the game or something. Well, he just never got on the the football field. But but my friend witnessed that the coach was always turning around, going, "Okay, oh, you know, here and there, so and so get out there, so and so get out there." And his son was standing away away from the coach. Like, not even up there trying to get it. All these other kids are, like, up in the coach's face, and they turn around like, oh, me, me. Mm. And the coach would put them in, right? Yeah. After the game, son was all upset, crying, you know. And, you know, a lot of dads and parents are going over there, why didn't my son get in the game, right? He told him, he said, son, I sit there and watch you. You were never up there trying to get it. Like you applying were, yourself. You, yeah, yeah, you never applied it up to it. And said, and went and dropped him off in, in the school uh, line and told him that he had to go up to that coach and talk to him and say, coach, I want to get in and play some more. What do I need to do better in order to get my name called? And he he was he said his son was sick, trying to act like he didn't want to go to school. He was sick mm. because his dad he just parked to make him go do it and go. Not a, I need to be on the field. No, what do I need to do better to show that I can get on the field? You tell me and I'll do it. And he made him do it, and his son was so sick about doing it. But I think about that and go, how important of a lesson that's mm-hmm. going to be for his son that his daddy didn't go jump in. His daddy called him out on the things he didn't do to get in that game, number one, and then made him go make the action to actually have a conversation and, and try to figure out what to do. So I think that was key. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like the point you were making about um, conflict earlier. It's like what's real and what's not. Yep. You know, like what, when, when it comes to things like that, it's like, well, are you really applying yourself? Are you really... Are you really learning the lessons that you need to learn or is there something else somewhere else that we need to take action here and with this young kid you know it, it's like uh, it, it he could have gone a million different ways but he's out here like learning the lessons that he needs to learn and the parents recognize that and, and instead of you know saying uh, you, you know trying to find another another way around it i'm going to give a little bit of a different second shot on this one um in that it does not take a whole lot to be considered exceptional absolutely we're looking at i mean you know esteban is awesome look we we all mm-hmm. want to have a, a child like this but but what i mean he's mowing lawns like i think that we get so caught up in the idea that in order to be su- successful in order to be exceptional and to be highlighted and admired by peers and adults that we have to come up with some grandiose idea what he's doing is he's working hard and he's being nice those are the two things he's doing, and and he's covered in the local news. We're yeah, talking about yeah. him on this podcast. We are looking at him as an exceptional human being. And so I think if you're kind of like one of those people, like, I want to be exceptional. Well, it's just it's it's working hard and being nice. You know yeah. that that makes you stand out. And so unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. in today's world, working hard and being nice is yeah, is different. It does, but I think that's a good lesson for kids, but also a, a good lesson for adults because he probably was doing this for a very long time without any recognition, right? It wasn't like oh, all of a sudden he gets all this glory and the TV stations coming by and everyone's celebrating him. But you know, he was kind of doing his thing and um, you know, and working hard, and then he was recognized. But but he will forever be known for this thing. Yep. as being exceptional and being a standout. So I just think um, where you are now, if, if you don't feel like you're a standout, and being a standout is not that far of a journey. Like, you can do it. Yep. You know? Um, so anyway, uh, he's awesome. I love that. I love a good good uh, lawn mowing what, story from Texas. Yeah, think of what this could do for him, too. Yeah. You know, the, the, the idea that, like, he applied himself a little bit and it came back on him with with such huge you know could this push him to do bigger and better mm-hmm. things like could he be inspired by this very small action that he took which had a very big gain for him 
Like, you know, I could see this. I could see this kid taking this and being like, "Well, what else could I do to make a difference? Like, could I start a charity? Could I could I become an entrepreneur or something like that?" You know, there, there's a bunch of different things that that could happen if you just like you know see the good in people and and recognize it. And, and say you're not a parent, um, and and you're listening to this, and you're leading maybe a little small team or or anything like that. If you find yourself getting overwhelmed and, and you're sitting there feeling like, "Oh my God," you know. All these things I got to try to get done, blah, blah, blah. And if you look back and, you know, people, your people on your team come to you and you're just like, well, I'm the only one that can do those things, so I have to do them. That's not always the case. The problem is, is you don't want to take the time to teach them to do it because it, to stop and take that extra 30 minutes and actually teach them how to do what, the, what they're coming to you with that you're starting to feel overwhelmed with, um, that, that can take you, maybe it gets you a little behind on these projects at first. But over time doing those, now you have 10, 11, 12 things less coming to you because now they know how to do it. And that's where a lot of managers and stuff will um, will kind of feel overwhelmed and getting burnt out because they won't stop because they're running so hard and take the time to actually teach people how to do what they're doing to help get it off their plate and minimize it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, Because I think about it on this story that his parents are teaching him that he's got to go out and get it and do it if he wants those new shoes and he wants those things. And that that's a life lesson to know that not only is it going to help you, but you're also going to have those employees and stuff going to feel 10 times more fulfilled because they're doing something on their own, right? Like they've learned a skill now because you've taught them and they don't have to rely on you as much. And some people have an ego and think that by teaching them all, then they're not going to be useful, right? That's that's what happens to them. No, that's not whenever you can give others all the skills that you have and then your job gets easier and life gets easier you're gonna your whole team performs at a higher level that all gets recognized so i mean sometimes we go so much and we just try to jump in and do things when people ask us versus taking the extra time to actually teach them to do it let you know guiding them say okay click on this click on that do that go put it here and actually take that extra time then you're not it saves you it's going to save you a million amount of minutes down the road of not having to do it over and over. Does million amount of minutes. That's it, folks. A yeah. million, a million, a million amount. amount of minutes. A of minutes, million. boy. So, I love this kid. Um, he's going to do big things. If I, if, if there was, like, you could buy stock in, like, kids, I'd buy stock in him <laughs> in a heartbeat. Don't give anybody any ideas. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I, I'm kind of amazed that hasn't happened yet. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back with yeah. the third segment of Second Shot. <laughs> <laughs> now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. Ignorance on fire, a journey of failing your way to success. It is time for you to finally go get my book. You can get it in a hard copy. You can get it through reading it on your iPad or your Kindle. And you can also get it with this beautiful redneck voice of mine in audiobook style at audible.com or anything like that. So amazon.com, you can download the Kindle or paper and you can get it on the audiobook style. You've been hearing us talk about it forever and you've been trying to sit there and tell your friends, I'm going to get it one day. Today's the day. Go get it. And it will change your life. Get after it today. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success written by none other than myself. Thank you. Love you. And go pick it up today. Stop. Go now. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. Ratings and reviews. Hey, did I hit that note? Oh, yeah, that was bomb. That was <laughs> so yeah. good. You hit it a note. So I don't good know. For the people who were not listening. 
Here was the note that I wanted to hit. <laughs> it was okay. so good. But yes, ratings and reviews, because, um, well, when you do that, then more people are able to see that. It's in, like our only goal here is to help people and serve all of you and hopefully bring some inspiration, motivation, maybe a little smile to your day. Um, that's the goal. So, so share the love if you like the show. And it's super easy to do if you don't. If you can't figure it out, DM me and I'll help you. It's Second not, shot Facebook group. It's not just like not to say you should shouldn't. Do, this show should be first, obviously. It's the first we listen to all week, of course. But like just just good like podcast etiquette in general, right? It's like it's like tipping a waiter or waitress. Come on. Throw, well, throw, throw your favorite podcast. And it's rating funny. I've good. been recently rating and reviewing uh, the podcasts I listen to because I realized I was doing the same thing. Yeah. I was sure. listening to these podcasts and loving them, and I do share them, with, especially if I know a specific person that it could touch yeah. but i hadn't gone on and done a, a review right. so hopefully i'll get some good review karma coming back to me from writing those reviews for other people so we also have the second shot facebook group if you're not a member go join and you know what was interesting there was an interesting question that one of the members posted that got a whole lot of stuff in there um that that was the um should, do we say their name if they posted it in there maybe a first name okay so Rob, robin said i'm curious what is the first major news event you remember in your lifetime oh that got I a lot that of stuff I, I remember this post <laughs> thanks yeah. robin <laughs> yeah that was a really good discussion and i honestly want to do something and i was trying to think back and I, I honestly i can't really i don't know for sure what my first major news headline i recall oh i definitely know my well i know you would probably but i, I <laughs> but but i really couldn't even think of what i really can remember of my first real news headline there's one i think of but it dates me so i didn't answer because i was like it's gonna make me seem like a child and i don't go mean ahead for it child to. it's 9 11 yeah i was in fourth grade I don't think. I mean, it's, it's not bad. It's just your experience. It's, I mean, that's the, yeah. I mean, that's okay. arguably it was the biggest news event of the last what, of like course. twenty or thirty years. Yeah, and not like, everybody was raised in a household where they were really talking about the news. Some people no. are really politically minded. Some people are really current current event focused, and some families are not. Yeah, um, I think I honestly the one I can I, I think that is probably closest to the first one I remember is the OJ like speeding on the bronco because we had a bronco yeah. <laughs> we had a little bronco was it white it was an old bronco too it was a small one he had like the big one right but i right. remember like that being on, on it was during on the, the nba playoffs yeah yeah and, in and june around june something yeah what year was this so this 90s right in mm-hmm. mid-90s, early 90s early 90s yeah. yeah yeah i was too young yeah i, I remember seeing that and in, in, i mean because i remember we had a bronco right and i mean that that's what i think correlated in my head so i think the oj chase was probably my first mm. but it's some interesting I think discussions going playing. on I'm remembering that correctly. The who? I think you actually were right. Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> Long one? live the Sonics. I would love for them to come back. Last wow. time I requested that if anyone could get me in touch with Chip and Joanna, please do. If anyone could bring back the Sonics, that'd be great. <laughs> Somebody can make that happen, I got A lot of big yeah. requests, yeah. a lot of big aspirations and dreams. We're going to change the world here. That's right. But, um, but come on into the Second Shot Facebook group. It has been really cool to see... I mean, we're getting so many requests every day. So I like yeah. that because like I posted a question about I'm trying to revamp my website and I was looking to transition from WordPress to I think Squarespace or something like that. So I was asking for suggestions. Does anybody, you know, know somebody who can do that? And I got some suggestions on that. So, you know, business questions, discussion, inspirational quotes, it's all in there. Matt, did you see yours? Um, no, I didn't. And as I, I was actually trying to think I was gonna look something up real quick to see if this was was it. Um, I do kind of remember the challenger explosion and oh, yeah. i definitely remember the uh it would have been the um 88 election so uh, mm-hmm. uh you know after reagan's terms um and i'm trying to remember i i can i think i think this was around the same time 
Um, I remember being outside and watching Haley's Comet come, and I don't know if that's a big news story, but that was a thing that's like a big deal that only happens once every what right. is it, eighty years or something like that. As you say these things, I'm recalling them, but at the time, I was like, nope, just just the one stands out. Yeah, when, when uh, was when well, so Haley's Comet was in the eighties. Was in eighty six around the same time the Challenger. When was the Unabomber? Eighties. Uh, that would have been the 90s. 90s. Because yeah. I felt Mid-90s. like I should have yeah. said that yeah. one, but I'm like, no, I don't remember that. I just remember hearing about it after the fact. Yeah. yeah I, so those I are the those that. are the, the big ones that I remember. The first one that I remember, and for whatever reason, I was very interested in the election, but, you know, I was I was is uh, six or something like that, but I, I cared a lot about the, the election for is whatever that, reason. Is that the same election as that, like, rad hat Heath has that's super, like, nostalgia and retro? Is that the same the, one? Oh, the that, that was the 83. 83. All yeah. right. I love that hat. But it's, same, it's a really same, cool hat. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what's funny too is I um my well go ahead with yours because I think you're no, about to say something. Nope, I was just going to go on with the question. I was going to do my question of the day, but go ahead on this oh, topic. Yeah, remember? So my my mother-in-law got me the ancestry DNA for uh, my birthday. You're on the grid. So I did that. Yeah, I did the ancestry. Yeah, so, so you can't commit any crimes cool. now. They've got his DNA. <laughs> so yes, you. tell everybody the yeah, results. Most everybody that I've seen's ancestry DNA it is like you know comes from like eight nine different pieces you know like a you know 10 percent of this and all that right like uh-huh. I mean, eight nine different regions sure i didn't know east texas was, a, was an ethnicity <laughs> yeah <laughs> mine, mine is about as basic as you can be it's about as like i was like man i was hoping i had like you know some other kind of like cool South things African or yeah. something. Yeah. Navajo or <laughs> no, something. Nope, I was 65% um, England, Wales, Northwestern Europe, and 35% Ireland and Scotland. It was just, too, it was just basic <laughs> as you can be. Heath is white. Very yeah. white. <laughs> I was, yeah, as I understand it, my grandpa for a little while was into gene- genealogy uh-huh. and tracing yeah. lines back. So that was fortunate. I had a hobbyist in my family that was doing this for me. So I don't have to. Oh, give so my what DNA, did you find but, out? Uh, I'll. I'll t- <laughs> So the Lewises, right? They they came over on the Mayflower, and then during the Revolutionary War, fled to Canada because they were British loyalists. So I think these people oh, are go. about as about as Caucasian as you can get. I might be wrong because the other <laughs> side is the Blackwoods, and that's Indian. But for what it's worth, I think I'm somewhere in the middle there. But yeah, that's that's the Lewis oh, that's history. That's fascinating. Do you know yeah. yours, Matt? Um, I know we, yeah, uh, the Stoker, I don't know much about my mom's side of the family, which is Caudill, um, but I know the Stoker side of the family, um, which we're fifth generation Texans, and then we came over from um, uh, England. So, yeah, very, very traditional, landed in North Carolina, and then just yeah. kind of moved west from there. It is fascinating so, to hear yeah. about, though, isn't yeah. it? It is. I I'm, love it. We're, um, and Chando's from Mexico, from Chihuahua, Mexico. It's my dad's dad. My mom's dad was Di Guarde. Um we went to Ellis Island, did the, they come from Italy, um, and went to Ellis Island and saw, you know, you're able to see the, the date and when they came through and that sort of thing. So that's our sort of grandparent background. But I do think it's interesting. And I, I love that Heath got his, his full ancestry report. That is cool. <laughs> yeah, I was just intriguing yeah. and all that. Yeah. I think all that stuff's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So I started it last week, our new tradition. Of, yes. of and they doing need to go of, to the Facebook group and answer them too, right? Yes, yes. I'll post them in the Facebook group. So the question today, um, our, our question of the day, and if anyone has suggestions for a question of the day, um, message me that. But today's is, what is the one skill you wish you had? 
Ooh. It could be anything, small or big. Okay. I wish you could sing. You'd I be a great performer. Yeah. I would love to sing. Hold on, but I can't carry a tune in a bucket. I gotta think. <laughs> I see. I, I've got a weird. I've got a weird thing. Like I, I, I like accumulating little tricks and skills and things which i shouldn't like uh-huh. I, I can i can juggle and little things no, like that's that cool yeah and it's like so i've always been that way yeah right right of course yeah. and so i've always been that way like and so i gotta think what's the one that like i really wish i had hold on Somebody what about else you got. matt um well i got i guess i have a couple uh, one of them is music based um i can play a couple of different instruments but i can't play piano and i've always wanted to learn i've tried to learn playing piano when i was a kid and it didn't work out so i still want to learn to do that uh and then i've always wanted to learn to fly so that's oh, something well, I haven't done yet. I know, I know Heath has done it. teach you. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Remotes, I'm the best teacher. <laughs> Remote second shot from yeah, exactly. 35,000 feet. Um, uh, but that's something that I've thought about, and I just haven't had the I haven't had the time or money to put towards yeah. doing that, but uh, I would love to one day. That might be one of those you start like a little side savings account for yeah. and put 50 bucks in it every paycheck or yeah, something. Yeah, there you go. Um, did you think of yours? I did. Okay. I, I wish I could sell. I, it's such a good skill, like being able to sell yourself and and being able to sell something you believe in. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never quite gotten that, and I'm like, someday I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna buy a book or a, or I'll, I'll trap Heath in a cabin for a weekend or something and be like, teach me how you do it. And and yeah, I think I think being able to sell is like so valuable. I feel like I know what Heath would say though. Oh yeah. What do you think? Well, at least one. If he was gonna give one sentence. Heath was going to say, if you truly believe in whatever it is that you're selling, I mean, really, really, really believe in it, it'll be easy to sell. You can't fail. So can't you fail. have to start believing in yourself. That's exactly it. Mm. D- do I know you or do I know you? you? Know <laughs> Turns out I can sell. She's got it all figured out. <laughs> no, I have yeah, nothing yeah. figured out. I just know what his answer would be. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you got? Uh, so my or- original one for like my whole life was singing. Yeah. And, and I've actually heard people say that you, with enough um, intention and practice, you can actually learn and how I've to And I've actually be. thought about it times getting a voice coach and, and actually seeing if I could be taught, because I'm really bad. I've I'm, heard I'm that not you even really being can. humble about it. I mean, I'm being honest that I'm, I'm really bad off. I don't understand keys, mel- I don't I don't know any of that. Yeah. So, like, I wonder, like, if, if it's possible to actually be taught how to sing. I've heard it is. So that used to be mine. There's hope But I have a new, a new skill that I wish I had. Okay. And that is, I wish that I knew how to do everything on computers. I wish that I was somebody who just sat down and like it was so intuitive and I just knew where to put things and what to pull up and how to create a website and how to um, just anything on computers, internet technology. I wish I knew how to produce this show the way that Matt does. I wish that I knew how to put these things together the way Zach does. I mean, I really like envy that gift and I'm also taking ownership saying I'm sure that I could learn it. It's not my natural gifting yeah mm-hmm. but um but i'm i really like admire people who are technologically inclined so if you're so listening go to the second shot facebook group join it and go answer this question yourself so we can see what skills you would like to learn also any second shooters that can teach me how to play piano and teach heath how to sing we'll have a little band going on here Boom. yeah there we go hold on second a second shot <laughs> at gmail.com if you want to teach us uh, where can they find you? JennyAnchondo.com on all social media. Just search Jenny Anchondo, A-N-C-H-O-N-D-O. At AppleZachintosh on Twitter and Instagram. Leave a rating and review, guys. Come on, do us a solid. Or just subscribe if you haven't yet. It's all good. Thanks for, thanks for listening. You can find me, MattStoker1, on Instagram, as well as in the Facebook group. Stop on by. Heath Oaks at Ignorance on Fire on all the, on the social media platforms. And rating, review, share it with your friends. We love you. See you next time.
RNCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio.